A man, alone in a room, with the silent echoes of the past he knew not. Sitting, unbeknownst to him, surrounded by the ghosts of what once went on. For if he just believed in spirits, terror, and herbal teas, he could see, enacted each night, the story that unfurled that fateful evening within the very walls where he now sat. On All Hallows' Eve, the one night where non-believers are more susceptible to ghostly goings-on, will he finally see the horrors of that night? This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast, a podcast. You're listening to Man in a Room. Hello and welcome to this spooky, spooky episode of Man in a Room. How is it going? Yeah? Ruddy Halloween, isn't it? Ooh, Halloween specials. That's very dated, isn't it? I'm very dated. And I like Halloween specials. I have done for many, many years. I've always been a fan of Halloween specials over Christmas specials. Because everyone does a Christmas one. But I'm here to do a Halloween one. Yeah, I don't know if that scared anybody, but there we are. Um, So anyway, so obviously I'm going to talk about Halloween today. And uh, my memories. Because I'm actually quite old, you see. And I've got lots of weird memories of Halloween. uh, The most famous one that I like to tell people is the time that one year I want to go out trick-or-treating. And I said to my mum, can I go trick-or-treat on my sister? And she's like, oh, you're too young to go trick-or-treating on your own. And this kind of stuff. So I thought, okay, fine, next year. It's okay, next year. Eyes on the prize. Going to walk around in a bin bag with a cheap mask I was bought from the shop earlier in the day and go around asking for sweets. You know, it's when you actually say that, now it's a bit weird, isn't it? The idea of going to someone's house, knocking on the door, being like, trick-or-treat and you expect them to give you sweets. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, especially in this day and age, you know? Yeah, but anyway, so the next year we came along, I was like, yeah, here we go, trick-or-treat, and I'm ready. Mum, can I go trick-or-treating with my sister? No, 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 I think you're a bit old for that now, aren't you? Hang on a second. Last year I was too young, this year I'm too old. Make up your mind. So I was ready to be trick-or-treating in January? When was it? Because... Walking around trick-or-treating when it wasn't Halloween would be a bit weird. But there we go. But I did used to enjoy Halloween as a child. All the fun things I used to get up to. Uh, having the trick-or-treat used to be fun as well. And but once, um, me and my sister had this idea that we were going to have this sort of like spooky haunted front room. And so basically the idea was, it was to wait for trick-or-treaters, right, to knock on the door. And then I'd be hiding behind the front door. I would very slowly open it, right? The room would be in pitch black and I wouldn't be seen because I'd be hiding behind the front door. You see, it's clever. You know, haunted house kind of stuff. And then my sister used to have this organ. Now, it wasn't a keyboard, like a Casio one, like the intro of this, which actually coincidentally was actually my sister's keyboard when she was a kid. Um... You said this organ, it's like this, it's an oldie sort of thing. You It's like an actual mechanical thing. It's not electronic, it's a mechanical thing that's blowing air over pipes. It's crazy. But anyway, so, she, you know, the idea, she'd play this sort of creepy thing. But she'd be hiding away from people's view. 
So it'd be like a disembodied hand playing the music. And it's just that the idea would be knock, knock. I'd open the door. They'd be like, what's going on in here? And they'd be like a disembodied hand playing some creepy organ music. You know, it's a genius idea. We hid for ages uh, in this dark, this darkened room. And um, so we're just sort of just messing around practicing. And uh, because it's mechanical, like I say, and also quite old, even for the 90s, it was a good 20 years old. So it obviously had seen better days. She's doing the whole organ thing. And it, the actual fuse exploded. And I was like, it's a g -g -g ghost. And we literally freaked out, turned the lights on. Oh my goodness, what's happened? Can you smell the burning? Oh my God, we could have died. We've got, there's been a poltergeist. And it's like, yeah, this isn't fun, is it? And that's one of those memories that's always stuck with me about Halloween, you know? And um, yeah, freaked the, freaked us out quite a bit, you know, because you know I I do often say that I don't believe in any sort of um, like ghosts and all that kind of stuff. But when I was younger, I used to believe somewhat. I used to be uh, too open-minded. I used to believe this, that ghosts used to roam the streets, especially on Halloween. And I remember once going to this haunted place called uh, Blicklin Hall. Where apparently there's all these ghosts. It's like, oh, you know, you get told there's ghosts, and you, you know, you feel like a slight chill. Like, ooh, there's a ghost present. Ooh, it's exciting stuff, you know. And um, yeah, I used to really believe in that stuff. And I remember like really, really uh, believing like any sort of thing in the night, going, out, going out banging or anything like that. Like, oh, it's a ghost. Ooh, you know, it's just the interest in just knowing the or knowing about the unknown, knowing there's something that we can't see that could possibly be there and all that kind of stuff is actually just a very fascinating idea, you know, because there's this uh, train of thought, which I'm sure I've mentioned before, that the human eye can only pick up so much. Our human senses can only pick up so much. There might be all kinds of stuff going on that we can't hear or see. It's very possible because of our equipment and we haven't got the equipment to actually see the stuff because we don't know we're looking for it. So, you know, we've all seen Most Haunted. Oh, look at the orbs. Look at the orbs. You can't see it by the naked eye, but you can see the orbs. What are orbs, you say? All oh, these little weird little, like these little, little things that appear on the camera. That's a ghost. That's what an orb is. Um, okay. Um, it's funny how you don't see orbs anymore with these new digital cameras. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. But, yeah. Um, so you used to be all into all that kind of stuff, you know. Most haunted used to be in the old. Uh, is it uh, Colin Fry? Is it Colin Fry? Um, Sally something, psychic Sally. Oh yeah, but now you know not so much. But um, the only thing I sort of uh, believe in now is you ready? Tarot and tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Ooh, yes, I'm here now for the tarot and tea. So let's uh, give a quick old shuffle of the cards on this spooky, spooky day or night or time. We don't know. We're going to bend the construct of what Halloween actually is, especially one night. But oh, no, not for me. It's many, many times over. I'm going to shuffle the cards. I just realized I'm a little bit parched. So I'm going to get myself a quick old uh, drink of the old tea, which today is a, a brand called Cromland Farm. Yeah, Cromland Farm. Uh, and it is an organic rubus raspberry tea. Now, I know I drank, I've been drinking a lot of rubus recently, but I like rubus. So sue me. Redbush. I have mentioned it before. But mainly it's from South, it's very popular in South Africa. It's like an alternative to tea. There's no caffeine in it. It's just lovely and all that kind of stuff. Actually quite smoky as well. 
And um, it's from the plant as a red bush plant, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, absolutely lush. Honestly, honestly, the best. So anyway, the way this is going to work, like every other night, I'm going to draw three cards: one for the past, one for the present, one for the future. So we'll do the present. Uh, so we'll do the past first. So this might be if this rings a bell with you. This might be for you. Give me your energy right now. Send it. Reach out and touch faith. Yeah, and then we're going to do the present. And then the, the part of the future. So if your past uh, involves the three of swords, which is quite quite frankly a heart been stabbed three times um, in a very vicious manner under a rain cloud. So if you've uh, basically fallen out with three weathermen or women, uh, this may be for you. Um, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. Stabbed in the heart, and you I don't know the rest of the words to that. You're in you've give love a bad name. I don't know. I don't follow Brian Adams' uh, career. Um, ooh. So, you know, if you've fallen up with three weather people and been stabbed in the heart, uh, there's now the present part is there's now the two of swords. We've got the same suits. There's more swords coming up, and it's the two. So now uh, it's basically someone sitting there blindfolded, and they're holding two swords across their chest, and it's the night time. So it's obviously darkness, and so basically it's all like, yep, these two, I'm ready, these two swords here. I'm in control of these two swords. So basically, you've maybe forgiven uh, two of the people who have betrayed you in the past, and uh, maybe the third one. Maybe the fate of the third one is in the, is in the third card in the future. We'll have a look. So here we go. The future card is, it is the Ace of Pentacles. Now, this is actually quite a different picture. It's basically a giant hand floating in the sky, holding a giant pentacle. If you're not sure what a pentacle is, it's basically a circle with a five-pointed uh, five star. And it's been held aloft above a garden, and it's like a sunny day, like a new dawn, the ace of pentacles. So, uh, you know, we've got the five-pointed five five pointed star, two, two swords plus three swords equals five five points. Ah... This the, the the Illuminati is real. Um, so yeah, the future could possibly be like a new dawn um, of, I don't know, holding a massive star in the air and be like, yes, look at me, I've got a giant star, I don't know, above a garden. So uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that the, the, the hand is coming out of a cloud. So maybe it's God, we don't know. Or some other strange deity, we don't know. Maybe just a giant-handed person. Um, so yeah, three weather people have betrayed you. You've forgiven two of them, and the future is yours. The future is orange. So, yeah, this has been Tarot and Tea. It's Beverage and Divinity. Ooh. So, anyway, I'll be back after this very, very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. Gonna talk about some spooky stuff yeah so halloween 1992 was one of those halloweens that is stuck in my brain for many many years and i'm sure many people around the country know exactly why i'm mentioning christmas christmas halloween 1992 oh yeah the year of ghost watch now it's one of those tv shows that if you weren't there at the time it was uh, it's one of those sort of fabled things that happened in the past, and I was one I was one of the people who was there. I was the one that was scarred for it for years. So, for those of you who don't know what Ghost Watch is, it's basically a TV show that was on the BBC. 
Now, the BBC in the UK is the biggest broadcasting corporation, it's the British broadcasting corporation in the country. And so they're the ones who are, I would say, are respected to a degree more than the other channels because it's like a, a government funded thing, you see. But anyway, they had this thing that started, I think it was at half past eight at night, and it was Halloween. I was eight, eight, I'm gonna say I was eight. And uh, it was Halloween. Um, my parents let us all stay a bit later. Me and my sister, my brother was there. I think our neighbour was there. I think my dad's friend was there. It's like it's Halloween atmosphere. Yay! You know all this kind of stuff. And what we didn't know at the time was that it was a drama. It's very, very important. I'm going to preempt all of this by saying it's a drama. This is why we were sucked in. It was a drama. I was eight years old, and it's a drama. I don't know it's a drama because of what it is. Basically, it's a live tv show i'm using inverted commas here because it's actually a scripted show that's made to look like a, an actual tv show called ghost watch and the idea is is that uh, we've got michael parkinson a very much respected presenter at the time uh, for his decades of use of interviewing like high end celebrities and this kind of stuff and you've got sarah green from tv show going live she was there as the the lady uh, walking around interviewing the people uh the you know the uh, the remote access thing or the remote you know they, they've got basically the idea is they're going to investigate this house which is supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the uk they've got sarah green there live on the scene again i want to just stress this made out like an like an actual tv show we're told it's live we think it's live sarah green is there michael parkinson is there craig charles from red dwarf is there the proper celebrities doing this you see not knowing they're acting none of us knew they were acting and uh, the idea is they're going to try and find a ghost live on Halloween on BBC One um, in 1992. And um, as I said before, it's a drama, but that wasn't a very clear thing. It was at the beginning, if you, unless you blinked, you, if you blinked, you missed it. It said written by so-and-so. And, -so. and uh, so basically what happens is all these ghostly goings on are happening. And they're like, OK, so you got like, um, there's like a scene where it's like a, someone rings up, obviously an actor, hi, I can, I can see a ghost in the background. And they're like, can you just run that, that footage back, please? And you watch it back and you can't see anything. And then they say, oh no, rewind it back again. And I was like, hang on, I thought I saw something. And they would show the same clip. But this time it'll have a ghost in it. So you think, oh my God, there's a ghost. It's standing right there. How did I miss that the first time? We didn't have Sky Plus. We didn't have the, the ways and means of rewinding television. We were being spoon-fed. We were told what to watch at what time. We were watching all exactly the same time. So we couldn't rewind said footage. It's like, wow, that's nuts. And all this kind of stuff, you see. And um, so basically these sort of creepy things are going on. There's a, 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 a ghost in the machine. So the machine starts going all wrong. Everything starts going wrong. And there's footage of like, oh, there's a historical footage of the girls in their bedroom uh, and stuff happening. Um, the one that sticks in my mind is because obviously it was the, the ghost is a poltergeist and they see like all this stuff going on. And uh, there was this bit where the a lamp exploded. So basically they've got the lamp on and the lamp explodes and they obviously, they freak out. They, they're young children. They freak out. And it's like, oh my goodness, the, the lamp's exploded. It's Mr. Pipes. Mr. Pipes is here. Mr. Pipes is the ghost in case you're wondering what I was referring to there. And, you know, so then I remember going to bed that night so scared and saying to my sister, can you not, you know, can you turn the light off because I don't want it to explode, you know? it's. I remember the Minnie Mouse uh, lamp that she has, like, can you turn it off? I don't want it to explode. And she agreed pretty pretty quickly. 
because uh, you know, of because of Ghost Watch. And um, what actually happened in the end was uh, spoilers, by the way. You can actually watch this for free online if you go to archive.org. Right, type in Ghost Watch. It's actually on there for free. So this Halloween, do yourself a favor with an open mind. Please, please, please watch Ghost Watch in the mindset of it being a live TV broadcast, like it's live. You know, not a drama, and it scares you. But basically, what's going to happen at the end, basically what happens at the end is like they get you know live on television. This girl gets covered in scratches. She gets attacked by Mr. Pipes, and you think, "Oh my goodness, you know what's happened to her?" That's 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 a uh, that's really horrible. It's really creepy because obviously people are getting sucked into this thing because you know why Michael Parkinson is telling us that there's a ghost in the machine, you know, and Sarah Green goes into a cupboard and never comes out. And there's rumours flying around that she was trapped and that she couldn't get out. And obviously people with children my age, maybe a bit older as well, worried. Okay, yeah, we should have maybe been in bed at that time, but we weren't expecting to be scared the crap out of, you know, that much by the BBC, a respected governmental thing. And um, this, this very famous scene, which is so stupid when you look back on it, but at the same time, of its time, it's fine because in the, in the context of the TV show, Michael Parkinson uh, is basically like no, no, the the doctor, I can't remember the, uh, the professor, whatever her name is, and he's still like, oh, we've created a seance. Everyone watching this, we've created a seance. We need to shut it off and all this kind of stuff and all this. Basically, the the ghost gets in the machine and they they lose contact with the outside broadcast with Sarah Green and Craig Charles Charles. Uh, yeah, basically the Michael Parkinson's left wandering around an empty studio, which for some reason's got a bit of a breeze in it, going. He's like, he finds a camera that's working and he's walking towards it. It's obviously not shot properly because, you know, it's, it's supposed to be real. You know, as a child, expecting this to be real. And he's walking towards the camera. The auto cue is working. He's, well, I see it. There's an auto cue here. I can read it, what it says on here. Round and round the garden like a teddy bear. And his voice starts changing to Mr. Pipes. So, oh, no, Mr. Pipes has possessed Michael Parkinson. What are we going to do? And, um... Yeah, it's, it's it caused a massive outrage in the UK. Uh, it scared people silly. There's a TV show called Points of View. That's also on YouTube. People complaining about Ghost Watch and scaring the crap out of their kids themselves and all this kind of stuff and just being scared. No one being prepared, being blindsided by the BBC of this TV show. It's just a, a thing of its of it's a thing of beauty. I recommend searching it out if you want. Honestly, if you know, it's it's good. It's a historical piece of horror, uh, UK horror. You know, a classic bit. And uh, for years, like, it's been a case of, like, oh, Mr. Pipes. And it's a running joke in my family now, obviously, uh, because as the years go on, actually quite funny, actually, because this is way back uh, in the early days of the internet. My brother was like, do you remember that TV show Ghostwatch? Yes, I do remember Ghostwatch. How can I forget Ghostwatch? It scared me. And he found out that he can actually get, like, a bootleg copy of it on, on the internet, by on eBay or something like that, because someone obviously recorded it off the television. And people used to bootleg it. He used to sell it, bootlegging it on on, uh, on eBay, which is quite funny. And uh, over the years, it's, it's apparently it's never been repeated in English on English TV. I think it has probably by now, like, UK Gold or something like that. But they released it on DVD, and it's, it's just fun every year to try and watch that and just get scared. Ghostwatch was scary. Uh, syncing up for half past eight and all that kind of stuff, and you know, it's just it's quite a, it's quite a fun thing to do. It's one of my little traditions now. I like to watch Ghost Watch, which uh, it was like it's apparently the the uh, the War of the Worlds of the nineties. You know, the famous thing where they started doing the musical War of the Worlds, the da 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 all that stuff, and everyone believed it was a a good musical. Um, 
and uh, no, it is a good musical. That's that's actually that's that's actually cruel. I didn't actually mean that. But uh, no, the, the War of the Worlds when they say, "Oh yeah, the, the Earth's been attacked by aliens. What are we gonna do?" I tried to read the book of that. Didn't really get into it. I think the radio show might have been maybe the best bet, but even then, it's quite dated. But that might be just me. There's me trying to flog here, ghost watch to you, and you might probably sitting there thinking, "War of the Worlds is much better than that." Probably is. We're never gonna find out, are we? My other uh, Halloween tradition is, of course, watching Nightmare on Elm Street, the 1984 version of it. I consider it to be, to be classic horror and uh, horror of the genre, or the best horror of the genre. That sort of 80s horror that they don't seem to do anymore. Um, they did a good, they had a good stab at it with the the new It films. Obviously, the part the first one was better than the second one. Um, but in that sort of that sort of kitsch, campy horror, you know. Which I love. I love to this day. The Wicker Man. Yeah. Ghost Watch was probably the last rattling death rattle of good Halloween entertainment. But anyway, uh, this has been uh, the Man in the Room podcast. Thank you for joining me. I do appreciate it. Hope you have a nice Halloween and all that kind of stuff, you know. Or you had a nice Halloween, depending on when you listen to this. Either way, keep it spooky. And uh, I'll see you all again next time. Goodbye. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk. <laughs>